Hi there, this is Velma Garns, also known as The Velminator, and you are listening to The Inspired Life with The Velminator. Hey there, everyone. I'm so excited to be talking with Jamie Cross today. If you don't know her, you soon will. I love her story, and I know that you will, too. She's very inspirational. Jamie Cross is now a six-figure entrepreneur, mother of four boys. And Normally, I don't like the whole six-figure, seven-figure bit, but I think it ties in really well because it's a testimony to how far she has come up until what she is doing now. So she has diligently worked her way to where she is now. So you really need to hear her story. So Jamie has spent an entire year of study about herbs and how they can help heal and has integrated her knowledge into the products that she uses. Um, And she currently resides in Colorado. And she does talk about her process of how she comes up with uh, the products, which I think you'll find really intriguing. So many people don't realize the toxic burden on their bodies when breathing in and ingesting substances through the skin. And Jamie's company understands the challenges of navigating products to find goods that you can trust. Your beauty and grooming ritual should not should be not only non-toxic, but it should be healing and restorative as well. This is why thousands of customers and celebrities swear by the MIG method. MIG means mighty in good, the MIG method. Currently, Jamie is the CEO and founder of her own two companies. One is called the Her Effect, where they harness the power and profitable of profit profitable women for impact. They harness the power of profitable women for impact and MIG, a multi seven figure organic skincare company. Jamie is a lover of Christ, the mother of four boys and a wife of 16 years. So if you believe that she can help you in any way whatsoever, I will have all of her information in the show notes. So let's go ahead and talk with Jamie. But I had been following you for um, for quite some time. Um, I have no idea how it happened. No. But, I, <laughs> but I just found you to be so inspiring and very intriguing, especially in the social media world, because it's difficult. Because I think in social media, people think that they can do things on in social media that they wouldn't possibly do to you in person. So yes. I think there's, <laughs> so I think there's a lot of there's things that are lost in social media. So one mm-hmm. of the reasons why I really wanted to start this podcast was because I love talking to people and I love connecting with people, especially if they're so inspiring and they're consistent, especially as someone who is trying to, you know, reach my success. And I just think you're probably one of the best examples. So let me start off with having you tell the story of how you even started your business to begin with. And I love this story. And I know you've told it like a million times, but I'm going to have you tell it one more time of how you got started with this whole industry. No, it's great. And thank you for asking and thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, so I was in that place where I believe that so many mothers 
RN. I was a corporate banker doing investment stuff, a business banker for one of the largest banks in the world. And took my husband and I five years to get pregnant. So when we found finally found out we were going to start our little family, I decided to quit my job and come home and be at home, mm-hmm. which meant I gave up a huge salary. And at that point, financially, it just was like downward. I mean, my husband was a teacher. We were making less than like $18,000 a year for him working wow. full time. He had multiple jobs. And I just remember the the nights of like crying quietly, hoping I wouldn't wake him up. The nights where I was like, God, what's what's my purpose? Like, what do you want me to do with my life? I know motherhood is so fulfilling, but I just had always been a visionary. And I, I felt like there was more to my story that had yet to be written. And so I was in that place of, I remember my husband coming home and he just was like, I could tell like the stress of everything had finally like gotten so heavy on both of us. And he had this $25 gift card for this ice cream shop. And he said, I'm going to go down to this ice cream shop and see if I can sell it for half of what it's worth so we can have some gas money this week. So he was going to go, my husband's a massive introvert, way introverted. (laughs) He was going to take this, this card, take it down to this ice cream shop and stand at the corner there by the door and try to sell it to somebody walking into the shop so he could, you know, make $12. Right. And I uh, came back home, didn't sell it. And I was just like, that's it. I know I can do something about this. I know, God, you have a plan for my life. So I cried out to him and I was like, God, show me a billion dollar idea where I can leave a legacy for my family, change the world, do what I'm called to do. You know, I saw so many other leaders and people succeeding and they were living these free lives. And I'm like, I want our family to do what we're supposed to do together. We wanted to be in ministry. So anyway, in that raw place, I remember going to church that next Sunday morning and just continuing to like cry out and ask God for an idea. And I was sitting in church and our pastor was speaking and he stopped the whole sermon. And I remember him putting his hands up on his heart and he said, this has never happened before, but... Um, God just spoke to my heart and said that there's a stay-at-home mom in the audience here who who he wants to give a billion-dollar idea to, so just get ready for it. And I remember in my spirit, in my, like, I was just, like, crying, screaming in my heart, like, that's me! <laughs> Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Whatever you give me, I'll be faithful with it. And two weeks later, I had a dream, and I saw the whole business plan. I saw myself pouring these oils. I saw these botanicals and the name of the company. and making these products. And I just knew when I woke up, it was from God. And so I, I told my husband, I'm going to start a skincare company. And from that point on that morning, I like literally went out and get every, got every book I could find on Ayurvedic medicine and herbalism and essential oils and um, skincare. I was studying medical journals and chemistry at 2am while I was nursing my, my baby. And it just was, you know, from then on, I studied for a year, launched our product and then after that, it was just lots and lots of eight and a half years now of expansion and growth and making a lot of mistakes and changing our business model and like figuring out what the market wanted and all of those things. So did you have a genuine interest in skincare before you before you had the message that was sent to you? No. I, well, I grew up um, on a farm and I had always been really interested in herbalism because we 
did pretty much our all of our own stuff, and I was a toxic product junkie, uh, junkies shopping at all these other like really just you know where most people are getting their lotions and soaps and right. I had forgotten about all of that when I got into corporate and became an adult. So it was almost like God was reminding me of what He had put in me at the very beginning, and it wasn't until about three years into my business where I was like, oh yeah, I remember now. The story of like, there's a lot more stories I could tell you about being a child. And, you know, my parents had gotten divorced when I was young. My mom would drop my brother and I off at the library for like four to six hours a couple of days a week. And the very first book I ever pulled off the shelf was the Body Shop book. And yeah. I'm really intrigued by that and yeah. making my own masks and trying to put like avocado and honey together and leaving monsters in the fridge for my mom with mold on it. You know, like just always experimenting <laughs> with that stuff. But, Never thought that I would grow up and like start a skincare company. But did you ever doubt that you were going in the wrong direction? Like, was there anything that was there a sign? Were there times where because a lot of people think that you are an overnight success. And just by me studying your history and all of the things that you did to actually get to the point where you are right now, mm-hmm. it was there's so much more involved. And I oh. think a lot of people need to hear how you started and what you did to get to the point to where you are right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, okay, so the very first thing I did when I had my my very first product, which is this bar of soap, was I just started walking up and down the streets of Denver and Colorado Springs at that point. Um, so actually, it was one store that bought our soap. And then I was like, I need more than soap. So I started formulating um, some additional like follow-on products. And at that point, I had um, multiple products Walked, started walking up and down the streets of Denver and Colorado Springs, walking into stores, asking for buyers, asking for owners. And it's funny too, because at that point, so it was a year later and I had two babies at that point. And I would call my mom and be like, mom, can you come pick me and the boys up, me and the babies up and stay in the car with them while I walk up and down these streets. And so she would sit in the car all day long with two little car seats in the back while I would just walk in each you know store going from store to store to store to store to store um that's an amazing story to me we didn't have facebook like this now we didn't have digital marketing like we have now i had a um, a website but it wasn't like that was not my focus what you do is you have an e-commerce company and everybody gets into stores you know so my big mission was to get into the large big box stores well, after about six months of doing that and getting into, we were in over like a hundred stores within our first um, six to eight months, including like DIA here, Den- Denver International Airport. We were, were starting to grow and we had an agency contact us and they got us into some stores. And I just remember feeling so disconnected from our customer. I didn't know who she was. I didn't know what she needed. I didn't know what she wanted. I was having like the store was the customer, you know, and it was on mm-hmm. their terms. And I felt like I had no control over the, the, um, the journey of the customer or, you know, what I really wanted to do. And so at that point I stopped pursuing wholesale retail and decided to do farmer's markets because I knew that I could, I would stand there um, all day and I would get to talk to people. And so I spent four years traveling all over Denver and like, parts of Colorado, waking up at 4am with all my products and driving up to Denver an hour from here, 
you know, an hour and a half up into the mountains and standing, whether it was rain or cold or snow or whatever, for six months out of the year and selling my product. And farmer's markets is all about hustle. You pull people on right. your table. There's three other companies there that are selling the same products exactly as yours. Yeah. You have to figure out how to get people into your table and, um, you know, how to sell them stuff. And so thank goodness I had had, when I was 16, my very first job was a telemarketer selling long distance. And so I had already learned how to sell. I had been a banker, which was a lot of sales. And I had been in mortgage before that. And so I knew how to hustle and I knew how to sell stuff. So now it was just a matter of immersing myself in the marketplace and saying, okay, I still remember stories where, um, so here I am like the very first year at this farmer's market and I had my products and half of them were not selling. Nobody wanted my stuff. And I was like, oh man, I need to like reformulate this stuff and figure out my pitch and um, like eliminate half my product line and start over with some of this stuff because nobody, like it's like what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. I literally reformulated hundreds and hundreds of times and eliminated like over 50 different products that I had tried. And wow. Everything from like uh, oil lotions that just didn't fit, like people didn't like the texture. And I realized at that point, I'm like, okay, people want essence, they want texture, and they want results. And so I went to the drawing board and was like, how do I give people the texture that they want, where it feels good, where they're getting the results they're looking for, and it it smells good. And of course, for me as an herbalist and as a naturopath, I'm thinking about how I can help take skincare and heal people's bodies. And um, I had a lot of people tell me like, oh, natural products don't work and you'll never. um, There's a lot of people that still believe that too. (laughs) I know. And so I was on a mission. I had people telling me I wanted to compete with, I remember telling one of my first mentors, watch me one day I'll compete with Amway. And he's like, you'll never compete with Amway. They're a billion dollar company. At that point, I was like, that's a terrible thing for a mentor to say. (laughs) I know. I was on a mission to grow and I was on a mission to prove that, that the, what God had put in nature was going to work for people. And so a year of just like testing products and, I remember the very first time, so after I'd spent pretty much a year of just like reformulating and figuring out all the time, like it's, it's, it's an art and a science, you know, formulation, I would say it's 20% science and 80% intuition and, Mm -hmm. you know, feeling, knowing what the customer wanted so well, where I knew like when I started formulating to the point where I was like, I know this is going to be a hit because it feels good this problem's going away. And there was this little old man that came to my table and I could just tell like he was a hard worker. His hands were all just beaten up. He had beaten up arms. And I think he was a coal miner. And I remember him coming to my table and be like, do you have anything? My skin is always in pain. Um, Mm -hmm. My skin is dry. Like everything I've tried, it doesn't work. And so I remember grabbing his hand and pulling him into my table and like giving him this hand and arm massage and he started crying and he was like, nobody's ever touched me like that before. Nobody's ever cared. It was like something in my soul was like, this is so much more than just skincare. It is not more than skincare. It's kind of like, I don't want to say you're selling a dream, but I know with, for most women, what they're looking for. I mean, you have some people like me, like I'm very low maintenance. I just want something that's really simple. And then you have people who want the whole shebang, the whole, you know, 
the whole encompassing experience where they want to smell it, they want to feel it. And, you know, I just think that you're, you're selling so much more than just, you know, a skin cream. And I'm so glad to hear you say that and that you've made that realization. Oh, yeah. And for anybody that's in products or, or, or an entrepreneur, people don't really, they're not looking for products. They're looking for a connection. They're looking for you to see them. And um, selling and creating a business is really all about serving people. And that's been my mission from the beginning. And so that's, it's like, when you decide you want to serve people, you really have to dig deep and figure out what they want. And that's, right. that's a process of failing. And so at that point, I had like 95% of my people coming back to my table saying, I got off medication. I've been trying every cream and my acne is gone. My eczema is gone. My psoriasis is gone. My, um, I was able to sleep through the night and get off of my Ambien and get off major pharmaceutical drugs because your sleep balm works so well. Cause I was, I was going super deep into nature. You know, there's with our sleep balm, I was like looking at all these other products on the market and I'm thinking, you know, um, it seems so simple. And I just, I changed everything. I did things differently. I remember, um, our sleep balm was the very first thing where I was like, well, I could use these ingredients and it's, it's kind of expensive, but if I switch over to these ingredients, I'll actually be able to knock people out with our sleep balm, even though it's <laughs> going to cost me like eight times more to make it. get the job done. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like Moroccan chamomile is blue and it's got azulene in it and that's what makes it blue. And it's a natural component, it's a natural sedative. And so I combined that with like six other essential oils that were supportive and people would come back and be like, I was able to actually get off my heavy pharmaceutical sleep drugs and I haven't been able to sleep for years and for the first time, or I've been on, you know, medication for pain and your muscle bomb can walk again that without pain, or I can go up the stairs without pain, or I can, you know, we're here in Colorado Springs where there's a lot of Olympic athletes for, throughout Colorado. Cause we have the Olympic right. training center here. And I started appealing to Olympic athletes like swimmers and runners. And um, they would use our bombs and be like, I can't perform as well without these bombs. And so it was, that was like four years of just, you know, R and D <laughs> figuring yeah. that whole thing out. And um, so it was in our six and after six and a half years, I knew it was time, six and a half to seven years. I knew it was time to go from like farmer's markets to we're going to go full throttle online and, and do the billion dollar thing. And so um, we did. Okay, so that's, I think was when we started to link up. Cause that's when I started watching your videos. Yeah. I remember distinctly, there's a video where you and your husband were going to Lowe's. <laughs> oh yeah, Home Depot. <laughs> Home Depot, sorry. <laughs> and I just thought it was the cutest thing ever. Oh. And you were just sort of walking us through the process of what you're doing there and the things that you were buying. So you can start to manufacture these things in your home. Yeah. So we, we did, um, we were making our products in our basement and our kitchen and our garage. It's funny. We very first built our very first clean room in our garage. Our neighbor used to work for science labs and he knew how to build clean rooms. It's crazy connections. And I, I was always praying that God would not only provide resources and ideas, but all the right people and all the right places and staff. And so he I remember him teaching Nathan how to build like a lab in our garage. So we were breaking bad in our garage. <laughs> Not really, but it looked like that. I mean, we had this like lab enclosed area in there where 
we would make our products and it was all, um, and then, uh, a year ago we went from that to creating our own facility now. So we have, we have our facility that is where we make all of our products. Everything's done in house. We answer our own phones. We answer our own emails. We make our own everything. We have 15 people that work for us now. And so our team is growing quickly and we've done multiple seven figures in the last year. In our first year, we did almost 2 million. Wow. Like farmer's market to. Um, <laughs> Jamie, that is so amazing. <laughs> uh, but, but really, it's because the foundation was there. It was because all of that blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, I was going to say, you spent a lot of time developing that product, though. Yeah. And like knowing what people wanted and knowing how to give it to them and speaking their language and speaking to their soul. Our, our tagline now is seed to skin, skin to soul. And for, are, are your people entrepreneurs or are they more fitness? We, I have a cross between two different types of people. I have mm-hmm. young people who are very entrepreneurial a lot of corporate people. And then I have an older set of people who are also entrepreneurial. So I appeal to the corporate type, the job that you left, essentially, those are the people that I appeal to the most. That's awesome. Well, everybody's been given like, uh, everybody has a seed of purpose and something that they're supposed to accomplish, whether it's in a, a corporate career or, you know, in an entrepreneurial thing or whatever it is. It's always a good thing to say yes to that, but there, there's a price to pay to say yes to your purpose, yeah. to sacrifice. Um, it's sort of not taking the easy route. It's not. And I think part of the experience, because I know I just recently gave up personal training. It's just something that wasn't speaking to me anymore. It wasn't for, for, for any other reason other than, because with like you, I'm still finding my purpose because mm-hmm. I do believe that I have one, but it is not coming as much as I pray about it and try to figure it out. It's not coming to me as easily as it came to you. But then I'm looking, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, your story and, and uh, you're knocking on doors and the links that you've gone through to make sure that this is coming into fruition. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not sure that I'm giving it that yet. You know what I mean? I just know that I've been doing this for like a really long time. So you're checking me with a lot of stuff that, you know, <laughs> no, seriously. And I'm, and I'm saying all that to say that I just really appreciate that. That's how you inspire people. Cause I think that people are thinking that it should be really easy. When I was watching an interview with you and Russell Brunson, he was saying that more people complain than they actually do. Um, cause they're not putting as much into it as you are. You know what I mean? So he's like, it's easy to sit down and complain, but you sat down and figured out a form. Like you took someone else's formula and you was like, I'm going to make this work. I don't think a lot of people sit down with that kind of tenacity to figure things out, to make it work for your business because his formula wasn't working for actual physical products. You made that work because you're mm-hmm. so, you were so determined. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think that is so inspirational and how many of us sit down and actually do that? Yeah, totally. Um, I always talk about vision like it's an upside down triangle. So what happens is, um, and I think it's because we we have this digital age where everybody sees all this big success and they want that. But truly, vision and purpose starts with, if you just imagine a triangle that's upside down, there's this little tiny point at the bottom and so when you have a vision or a purpose, it starts with that tiny little thing that 
you have been given and you have to be faithful with it. My very first thing was to study. A, I didn't produce anything. I studied a year and I actually created my own formulas. I went from like total scratch, understanding chemistry, understanding Ayurvedic medicine and like created this thing. And I had one bar of soap after one year of research I had a bar of soap that I know was going to be killer. And- <laughs> one bar of soap. <laughs> And it wasn't like I had 20 amazing products. I had one part of soap. And that's what I took out and sold to my first store and my second store, actually. And then I realized, okay, it can't just be soap. And so what I did was I took that very first idea and I was faithful with it. And I dug deep and, and did it. And so then like the vision goes from that little tiny point to it expands a little bit. And then I went from that to three products and they were in stores and it was great and but it wasn't perfect and so that I my vision expanded just a little bit more and then it was four years at the farmers markets and now I can look right. at my vision and see that it's this giant upside down triangle and I'm at the top of this triangle now and it's hugely expansive but it's been almost nine years of yeah. being faithful at every single stage of the game you know because there's uh, there's an old proverb that talks about going from glory to glory or line mm. upon line and precept upon precept. And there's no skipping chapters when you're in business or when you're in life, really. You have there at every level, there's a test. And people often fail those tests and they end up going in a vicious cycle of just right. chasing their tail. But when you can pass the test and be faithful with it and move on to the next thing, and you can look at Russell Brunson and all of these Olympic athletes and all they all have the same story of trial and error and struggle and pain and blood and but pushing through that. And, yeah. Yeah. And but the cool thing is that every single person in the world has the ability to, to grow and expand and to create the, the life that they were designed to create. I mean, look at all these handicapped people. And I was looking at your story where you've helped cancer survivors and quadriplegic yeah. people, those people decide not to give up and look at what we have now. We have so many testimonies of people who have created the life that they want despite their shortcomings or despite, or that it's not even a shortcoming. It's a, they've considered it a strength now or, or an asset to them because. Or it's a way to help them grow. Yeah, and, perspective. and I think people think that they're not helping us when they continue to just keep going and mm-hmm. at least I know that I get a lot out of it. And people think they're I'm giving them the inspiration. I'm like, no, it's actually the other way around. I'm like, I appreciate that, but you're the one that's inspiring me. And it just sort of, you know, it goes in on itself and it keeps folding over and we can just keep inspiring each other. So how do you develop your skincare? Do you develop it do you develop for skin just a universal skin? Like do you do you like black skin care? Do you make things especially for rosacea or acne or other skin ailments? Like how do you start with a, like how do you, st- what is the beginning of your process? How do you start with trying to develop a product? Yes. Okay. So my process is what is the human body capable of? The human body is capable of healing itself when you give it what it needs and I know that there's a variation of skin types and, um, you know, whether it's oily, dry, cracked, blah, 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 all of those things. And so I start with what is in nature that can ultimately give every skin type what it really needs. And so um, I've gotten a little bit more niched down and I'm creating different layers of or categories of skincare now. But at first I was like, 
every skin needs hydration and every skin needs um, collagen support and everybody needs to be able to sleep and everybody needs help with their muscle pain and all of these things. And so I just went into nature, studied the body and figured out what was in nature that would support the body's natural process, no matter no matter what your race, your gender. And now I think I can niche down a lot more into like male, female, more dry or more whatever skin. <laughs> but um, the very first, I would say seven and a half years has been more across the board. So now you're able to sort of uh, take everything apart. So this is still part of the process, essentially, is what you're saying. Like you still have more things to develop oh. and there's more Oh, yes. Um, as a matter of fact, I would say this next year, I'm going to bring on our very first uh, like in-house formulator that can help build on what oh, wow. I created. Because we want to get into laundry and we want to do, um, I really want to get more into, our, our product lines are typically more for like dry, cracked, flaky, acne prone or breakout prone skin and even just dry lackluster skin. And I, I feel like everybody wants to feel beautiful. And so that is, that's at the foundation of everything that we're doing. So have you, I hate it when I run out of product, when I discover something that I really love and part of my duality is that I love to help out small businesses or people that are up and coming. Cause I'm like, you call it, the underdog rooter. Like I want to support people who are trying to be up and coming, but part of my, um, the duality in that is like, I hate it when people run out of product or you try to go look for it and it's never really there because it's such a popular product. Like I'd much rather have something that is extremely accessible so that mm -hmm. I can always like have it to use. So have you figured out a way around that and is it working for you? You mean um, just my production? Production, not having to run out of products so often. Oh. No, um, being backordered is like a very regular occurrence in growing an e-commerce company. And I feel like it's that way for most businesses, even ones that outsource their manufacturing. Because, you know, it's hard to... And the well, something that makes us different is I've built relationships with farmers all over the world. And so we often will have a shortage in just um, like a global shortage in a particular material that we use. Like we use raw beeswax or some of the essential oils that we use will six months out of the year just run out because the world doesn't have it anymore. So, right. so yeah, we, that's constantly something that we are overcoming. It's a challenge that we're constantly overcoming to stay on top of them. So your sources, because I know your background, you grew up on a farm, right? And mm -hmm. I know that you said that you tried to make sure that you source from, I would have to think locally. And this is the question that I'm asking. Like, do you try to stick with people that are local from different farms in your area? Like, how does that work for you? How do you decide who the supplier of of your product is going to be? And if they well, meet your standards? I think that's part of the art. Um <laughs> So there's, because uh, I've learned so much about soil and I know when I'm talking to a farmer and I'm asking them all the right questions about, you know, what's your growing practices? Are you spraying your stuff? Is it, is it organic? And then what's the, I'm just asking lots and lots of questions and getting to the bottom of um, how truly, I would say healthy their practices are. And so 
A lot of what we do is locally sourced, but I would say we're still at about 70%. Like our essential oils come from all over the world, or our Dead Sea Mud is from um, Israel, and we have stuff from Africa that we source, and shea butter, and things that don't grow here in Colorado. But yeah, it's, it's an art and a science, this whole sourcing pra- um, process. Okay, so you had this story. I'm going to ask you to retell this story. It's not exactly a story, but it's something that I think you made reference to a farm and how you have started the foundation of your business. And I think it's so, it's such a valuable example of how you explained, you know, since you grew up on a farm and you think of the soil as the base or as the beginning and mm-hmm. how you see your business in the same way. Do you remember mm-hmm. that story? I'd love for you yeah. to tell that story because <laughs> I yes. love it. Planting seeds, you mean? Are you talking about that? Yes. Yeah. I feel like everything in life could go back to the farm. <laughs> so um, in farming, you know, you plant a seed. Well, first of all, a farmer sits down and he plans his crop out. So, um, you know, anytime you go to pursue vision or purpose, there is there should be a planning phase, like writing the vision down and making it plain and then you plant the seed in the soil and then there's the nurturing process and you're not digging up your seed to check to see if it's growing. Like there's seasons of sowing and reaping. And so for me, like that's why I was talking about the little winds or the the upside down triangle of vision. You're sowing and you're sowing and you're sowing and you know that the seasons of sowing and reaping are an infallible principle in the earth. And so if you sow something into the soil and you stay dedicated to it, and you don't give up, you will reap a harvest. And then there's things like composting. You take all the garbage, and then that actually can enrich the soil. And so I'm like, all those things that feel like garbage in your life, all the things that feel like resistance and challenges, those are actually meant to help you grow and expand. And um, and enrich the soil, essentially. And, yeah, essentially enrich you as a person, our, our goal is to become the person that we were born to be. I talk about becoming her a lot um, with the her effect, you know, and it's like that process is a process of having garbage thrown at you and <laughs> planting <laughs> seeds and not seeing a harvest potentially for years sometimes. But that's where being a visionary and seeing the picture and knowing where you want to go and being sure that everything you put your hands to will prosper if you if you don't give up. And so definitely. So you're, yeah. you're bringing me to the next thing that, well, I was going to talk about this towards the end, but the her effect, like, I'd love for you to explain about what that is, how you came up with it and how it helps people, women, and especially. Yeah. So that's, um, that's another spiritual journey that I was on. <laughs> My husband and I were volunteering and we were working for a nonprofit for a while. And I was really struggling with the leadership. I felt like they were not empowering to women. And at one point I just felt like I didn't have my voice and I felt so robbed of who I was, the essence of who I was. And I remember sitting down and asking God to show me the most powerful women in scripture and what was God's design for femininity. And he showed me all these incredible women. Like I I tell the story because it's kind of crazy because people don't read this stuff. When they think about the Bible, they think, oh, everything's nice and pretty, but there's some really like crazy stories in in the Bible. And one of them was this woman. So there's a king who was like, hey, there's this bad guy. He's trying to take my kingdom down. I want you guys to go out and find this bad guy. And so 
this army goes out and they're going from city to city in these back then the cities were fort- fortified with walls, you know? And so they built this battering ram and must've taken them like four or five days. And they're going to tear down this city. And this woman comes out and the men weren't like, Oh, go away woman. You know, she was like, Hey, you, and they listened to her and they were like, Hey, well, let's bring him, bring her to the captain of the army. And she was like, Hey, we're the good guys. What do you need from us? What are you trying to do here? He's like, Hey, we're just trying to find this bad guy. And this woman was like, okay, well, I'm going to go back into the city and we're going to find him and we'll chop his head off and throw his head over the wall. So this woman is like, she has the victory and wins this great battle and, and gets the bad guy. And I think about like, okay, you know, our, our battle is not against people, but how are we treating fear in our life? How are we treating courage and um, belief? And so like not being nice with, with fear and unbelief, like getting really ruthless and, and almost vicious with your, your destiny. Like don't play nice anymore with opposition and, and challenges, like get purposeful about who you are and where you belong. Anyway. So the, her effect was birthed out of God, just showing me all these amazing women in scripture who were feminine, but they were leading armies or they were changing nations or they were birthing a savior or whatever it was. I just, I got a true picture of what women are capable of. And I want to see women um, become the woman that she was born to be, whether it's in entrepreneurship, whether it's in the family or in her corporate career. Um, We all have a transformational journey to go on. And so in the Her Effect, I am creating um, we have an amazing team of women now. We're building tools so that the Her Effect can become a matrix for women to get everything they need, including community and relationship, um, so that they can um, become her and live the life that they were born to live. So it's a place where um, women can converge and all mm-hmm. help each other out in essentially finding their own voice. Because, you know, as women, or at least I'll just speak for myself, is that you're you're afraid to speak up most of the time because that's just how it is. <laughs> like that's just society. Certainly there are lots of women that aren't afraid to speak up, but is this a place where people can come and sort of I guess help each other out with each other's weaknesses or try to help women explore and get to those places that they really do want to be, whether it is through fear or whether it is that they might feel like they're missing something, like, is it an organization or how do people get in contact or how do people get involved or that kind of thing? Yeah. So we're starting with a blog and we're going to do a a challenge, a becoming her challenge. And it's going to start with that. But ultimately our blog, we have mentors. I have all these different her words, you know, mentors that are are coming in. And um, so just through um, hearing the podcast and, reading the blog and then going through the courses and we have a university that we're going to launch for women. And it's going to be, I have seven pillars of a woman that I've developed. And so it's everything from entrepreneur to mother lover, which is marriage and sex, um, nurture her, the spiritual supernatural. So all these, her words in the seven pillars that will basically address every aspect of a woman. So she can, um, feel emboldened yeah feel like she can be strong yeah or not be afraid of who she is i just think yeah. that's amazing so mm-hmm. tell me what does mig stand for is it an acronym for something yeah it stands for mighty and good <laughs> so wait so is mighty in good because it's mig or mighty and good 
Mighty in good. Okay. I had no idea because no, I, I was looking through all your interviews and stuff and I couldn't find. Um, yeah. It's a little bit more of a, um, a, uh, a covert <laughs> acronym. But yeah, mighty and good. Everything we do from our sourcing to our relationships, the way we build our company, the way we make our products are all mighty um, in goodness. I think that's amazing. All right. So I have one more question and then I'm going to go ahead and close this is you talk about something called the convergence quadrant. Mm -hmm. Now, does that have to do with how you formulated your business or is this something that you came up with for yourself? Yeah, this is in my process of talking to a lot of women. Um, the Her Effect was sort of birthed almost five years ago now or four and a half years ago. And so I've talked to a lot of women and then in my own journey, I recognize there's like, there's four key things that help women to align their gift, their, um, their experiences and skill sets with their passions. And, um, I don't remember the fourth thing, uh, the name, but basically when all of those four things come together, she's in convergence. And that's where we all want to be is when our passions and experiences and skills and our calling all come together so that we can have momentum in life and, and make the impact that we were born to make. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you had used that to be, um, to combine everything. Cause you were saying that your passion meets your purpose somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sort of interested in, in it for myself, but I didn't know mm-hmm. if it was like a, some, a formula that you had formulated that, um, helps you with, things that you're passionate about to help you with things that you eventually want to do. And it's just aligning your passion and your purpose. And I'm probably just completely redundantly (laughs) repeating everything that you just said. No. um, And it's funny because I was just reading this to my boys at four little, four little guys. And we were reading the um, book about, um, I think, how to become wealthy by Benjamin Franklin. So it was written in the 1700s. And he talks about aligning, um, your skill set with your calling. And so I just think with reading and, and just going through the journey of doing what I'm doing, I've that those four things um, was something that kind of emerged from that. Well, if you haven't figured it out yet, you're certainly inspiring. I just, I think amazing. Your journey has been, has, has been amazing because it's been mm-hmm. nine years. And I think because mm-hmm. you're popping up all over the place now, um, people, it just seems like you're overnight and I, and I just want to explain to people because there's people, other people that I follow too, you know, some person, some person has like a seven year journey and then you read about someone else and they've been at it for like 15 years. Like, mm-hmm. so I just think it's really important that people understand, uh, the reason why people are asking, like the people, the reason why people have so much, um, not doubt or angst, but when you put out a product, it's hard to be someone who I guess has people have a lot of questions. And so it takes a lot of time to build that trust with people. And so Mm -hmm. the questions that people are asking might seem really negative, but Mm -hmm. I totally understand it because I know when I was looking, Mm -hmm. reading through all of your comments, your, your comments are all positive with all of your skincare line. Like I, I couldn't find anything that was negative. Not that I was looking for it, but everyone is so like, people aren't just happy with the product. Like they're ecstatic. (laughs) Like they're all the things that you're saying right now are all the things that are mentioned 
in the ad that you were running. Like there was people that were saying, you know, I'm running out of this. I want to make sure I'm always having that. You know, this has changed my life and I've never been able to get rid of this. And now, you know, all the things that you were saying, like all of that was all of those testimonials, which is things that you can actually use as a testimonial. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's amazing. (laughs) And I know, and I know how much time you're saying it took you to get there. Um, But I just, I just want people to know that it's a process. And unless you're willing to put Mm -hmm. in the work and really sit down and figure it out and spend time with people and my, myself included, I'm not like, you know, shaking my finger at people. Like it takes time to be able to sit down and do that. And you have to have faith and you have to keep showing up and you have to keep doing it. Um, but I, you know, if nothing else, that's what I want people to get from this interview. Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like you, you want to serve people well. It's awesome. Yeah. And I don't think, you know, I mean, I want to make money too, but my mm-hmm. ultimate goal is to solve problems for people. Like I, I really, mm-hmm. really want to help people, but trying to convince people, uh, I just feel like I'm always convincing because there's so many people, especially in my genre, who mm-hmm. are disappointing people. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like uh, a duty to get rid of that or to let people know that I know I really can't help you. I've been doing this for 32 years. I think I've learned a few things along the way to be able to know how. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, so my, my industry is not that yours isn't, is very, um, I'll just say crowded. Uh, so trying to get above the noise of that and get people to trust you. Um, you do that by getting really zoned into who your niche is and speaking her language. Um, you know, think about soap. There's a bazillion soap companies out there for fitness. You know, you get really good at just niching down and knowing who you're talking to and speaking her language. And like, there's no competition with that because only you can speak to her the way that you do, you know? The promotion. Yeah. And one of the other things that you said that was really poignant was that, um, but it was by taking action that you began to get more clarity. And yeah. that's so true <laughs> because yeah. the more you sit on the sidelines, the more, you know, disgusted you become. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's you going out there taking action that starts to produce that clarity, which is, you know, something mm-hmm. that I'm getting as well. Cause before I wasn't taking as much action. Now I'm just determined. <laughs> <laughs> like something has to change. It's got to, I have to do it now. So, that's but thank awesome. you so much for taking the time. Thank you and, for um, giving us your story. Uh, I'm really excited to be sharing this with my people, but Thank I'll, you. you know, I'm, I'm a fan most definitely. I can't wait to see what you're doing next. What is next for you? Like, what do you see on the horizon? Um, really launching our blog and the her effect and um, continuing on with our product lines and taking over the world really. <laughs> <laughs> One product at a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, let me let me make sure that people have a way to reach you, like your website and all that. Oh yeah, no, um, migsoap.com and theheffect.com. Okay, awesome. All right, thank you, thank you, Jamie. Enjoy Thanks. your day. Yeah, you, you rock. Too. You too. <laughs> Thanks, Velma. Hey there, this is Velma Garns, and you have been listening to the Inspired Life with the Velminator. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate you. Please check out the Keep Going Project. It's a coaching program where I help you push past your quitting habits to achieve your big goals. 
as a personal trainer for over 32 years, a group fitness instructor for a combined 36 years and counting, and as an exercise physiologist, I have helped thousands achieve their goals permanently. If you are interested, please go to www.velminator.com. That is spelled V-E-L-M-A-N-A-T-O-R.com and look for the Keep Going Project. I'll talk to you again real soon.